The NCAA tournament is in full swing, and we have another locked on bracket breakdown as two seed Texas beats 10 seed Penn State 71 to 66 on Saturday night. I am Isaac Shade, and we're joined now by the host of Locked On Longhorns, Mr. Jonathan Davis. Jonzo, what can you say? about the job Rodney Terry has done to keep this team together, win a Big 12 championship, and advance to the Longhorns' first Sweet 16 since 2006. Well, I think he's exceeded everybody's expectations up, up until this point. When the incident happened on December 12th, we didn't know what would happen. We just knew this was a really talented basketball team. We didn't know how they would move forward, and a lot of people thought this was a big blow to a team that had legitimate national title chances. But all he's done since he took over is won 75% of his games and has this team in position to make a legitimate Final Four run. You can make the argument right now that they look like the best team in the Midwest region, even though Houston is still alive and in the Sweet 16 as the one seed. So this team is a family. They're together. They're playing really well on the offensive and defensive sides. And like I said, Rodney Terry has exceeded everybody's expectations, and you can't give him enough credit for the way that this Texas basketball team looks right now. No, you cannot give that man a contract. Listen, Jonzo, the Longhorns. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Retweet. <laughs> Get retweet. Give him a contract. <laughs> the Longhorns have multiple players who can put up 20 or more on any given night. It was Jabari Rice on Thursday, but tonight it was Dylan DeSue and his 28 point, 10 rebound, double, double. What? I mean, this guy, talk about Dylan DeSue and what he means for this club. Yeah, well, all season long, we talked about what Texas had at the guard position. When you got Marcus Carr, Serge Barry Rice, Tyrese Hunter coming over from Iowa State, and then Arterio Morris coming on late in the season, you talked about, okay, Texas has one of the best guard, you know, trio or quartets in the country. <laughs> but really what has made them so dangerous on the offensive end, you know, the last two and a half weeks is the emergence of Dylan DeSue since the Baylor game where he scored 24 points. He's been the best player on this basketball team. And what you saw was, you know, tonight – they shot 50% from the floor, even though they shot 7% from three. The reason for that is Dylan DeSue was shooting 70% from the floor while scoring those 28 points and grabbing those 10 rebounds. And when you have a player like that, that can give you, you know, 70% shooting in the paint like that and dominate a game while you still have to worry about the guards we have. That's why Texas, even on a game where they didn't shoot the ball well, still was able to score 71 points and beat this Penn State team. So I think the emergence of Dylan DeSue, the way he's playing with that confidence, I mean, that floater, I mean, that's like a Trey Young type, you know, guard, point guard type floater. He has so much touch on it at 6'9 at the power forward position. So his emergence on the offensive end has really made this Texas team one of the two to three, I think, best teams in the country right now. We got to a point in the second half where it looked like Texas might just keep pushing out that lead and pull away. But Penn State goes on a 10-0 run. And listen, that's a moment with the Nittany Lions up three that the Longhorns could have folded and gone away. But instead... They respond by punching back them with their own 10-0 run. And oh, by the way, didn't miss a field goal the rest of the game from that point. For those around the country watching and saying, what is this Texas team made of? What did they find out on Saturday night? Yeah, well, I think it just comes down to experience. You know, Penn State is one of the most experienced teams in the country. Actually, I think the most experienced team in the country, and Texas is right up there with them. But we saw when they came out of that timeout, when they were up three, they went right to the high ball screen with Marcus Carr and uh, Dylan DeSue. He got a floater off of that. They came back down to him, and he had the turnaround jumper, and, and they just kept coming down to him on that high ball screen action, and that floater was going in. And I thought, 
you know, on the Penn State end, it really just shows how, you know, volatile that three-point shot can be because against Texas A&M, they shot it at a 60% clip and they won by double digits. I thought even while, you know, Texas went on that run at the end, Penn State got some really good looks from three. You know, I think Funk missed his last three three-pointers. He had two that, you know, really would have been good for them. I thought Dredd, must, uh, Dredd missed one at the end of the game that would have tied it back up. So, you know, Penn State got the shots they wanted. They just didn't make them in this game like they did against Texas A&M, and that was the difference while Dylan DeSue was dominating in the paint. You mentioned it already, but Texas shoots over 50% from the field in this game, but just one of 13 from three. Jonathan, can they survive more rounds of this tournament doing that, or are they going to have to find a way to shoot like they did on Thursday night from deep? Yeah, well, I think it's difficult when you're in a winner go home situation. You know, you don't want to fall in love with the three-point line and miss a whole bunch of threes, and then, you know, you're going home for the season. The good thing about this Texas team is they've won so many different types of ways this year. You saw, you know, on Thursday night where they were lights out from three, and then you saw tonight where they couldn't make a three, and they were still <laughs> able to win. And so that's been the course, you know, that's been the story of this team throughout the season. You know, it's been inconsistent, and they found different ways to win night in and night out. So, you know, obviously you want to shoot better from three than 7%. But like I said, this team is battle-tested, and they found different ways to win night in and night out. So, I, you know, imagine next game they'll make more than one three. You know, but they can find ways to win, even if they're not shooting lights out from the three-point line. Jonathan, let's forecast ahead to next weekend in Kansas City and the Sweet 16. We don't know yet whether it will be Xavier or the play-in 11-seed Pittsburgh Panthers. Regardless of that, what does Texas need to do to keep winning and advance to the Elite Eight? Well, I think you need to keep hanging your hat on the defensive end. You know, I thought tonight was really the, you know, most flustered we've seen them on the defensive end the last two and a half weeks you know Penn State really got all the shots they won and it just came down to you know them missing some big shots at the end and so you got to get back to really sitting down in that chair and guarding on the defensive end and hanging your hat there and then on the offensive end continue to feed Dylan DeSue as much as you can and you know you're gonna have to get more production from your guards you know I thought you know tonight our guards were good at times but Dylan DeSue really was the star of the show who's gonna mm -hmm. come with him in that next game against Xavier Pitt is it gonna be Tyrese Hunter having a big game Marcus Carr or is it gonna be Serge Barry Rice once again you know so um, I think that's the key for Texas. Just continue to hang your hat on the defensive end and you know, continue to be efficient on the offensive end, and you can make a deep run in this tournament. We will find out who it is that steps <laughs> up for Texas next weekend when they travel to Kansas City for the Sweet 16. For more on the Texas Longhorns, make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Longhorns. And for a full view of the bracket and more information around the college basketball world, make sure to also subscribe to Locked On College Basketball. Both of these shows are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.